I'm Josh, and my mission is simple. I teach tens of thousands of home service business owners like you how to grow a profitable seven-figure business. Every week, I deliver mind bombs and systems designed to help you gain mastery over marketing, admin, production, and sales inside your company. Each week, I'll open up the vault so you can finally take hold of the life and business you deserve. There is only one thing between where you are today and where you want to be, and that is the growth you're willing to endure. You're in the right place. Welcome to The Growth Vault. Hey, my friends. Welcome to The Growth Vault Podcast. Josh here. And hey, you know what? This is actually a Facebook Live, too. So what's up, everybody on Facebook? Uh, We are going to hang out with you. Listen, I can't help your business um, uh, not be affected by the crazy pandemic that's screeched the economy to a halt, but we can help inspire you and help you, um, I don't know, maybe laugh, maybe have some insights, get your brain smarter, things that'll be valuable to you far beyond the bell curve of the craziness that's going on. And I'm really excited because I'm joined by a good friend of mine. His name is Ryan Lee. He is an incredible human being. So I'll start with that. Uh, Yes, he's had massive business success. He's a two comma club X winner, which means his company did over $10 million, which is crazy. Um, But in a time like this, it's like, does that matter as much? Like, I don't know. Does it? It does. But our perspectives are changing. People are freaking out. And I just want to talk to you, Ryan. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. If anybody has questions, you can type them into Facebook and uh, I'll respond to them when I can. Uh, But what's going on in your world, Ryan? How how has this affected you? Yeah, Josh, man, thank you so much. I, I love talking to you. I always gain so much perspective on life and what's really important when I talk to you. And it's, it's always a pleasure. So, you know, I think like everyone, it, it kind of threw a little bit of a loop, you know, our way. But honestly, you know, I, I feel like what we talk about and what we do inside of our business has prepared us for this. I couldn't have predicted this for sure, but it's prepared us for this. This is what we do. We build a solid foundation that people can stand on, that people can trust in, and that people can build their family and their, their future on. And so for me, from, a, from a, you know, the standpoint of you know, how has this affected me, it's given me more perspective, absolutely. Um, but I feel grateful that, that um, it hasn't changed my reality terribly at this point. Yeah. Well, your business, you might, I mean, really, now that I'm thinking about it, your business model, and I'll let you explain exactly what you do because it's really epic. It might have like an inverse effect, right? Like people are going to flock to you more because of this, because if anything, people are learning whether they're having a cash flow crisis right now or whatever. I think people are learning that um, what they have not done over the last couple of years is where most of the pain's coming from. Not necessarily what's happening right this moment, but the lack of preparation, the lack of reserves, the lack of diversifying sources of income, things like that. What are you absolutely? Thoughts? I mean, it, it's hard. Like it's hard. I get it. It's hard to make changes when everything is going amazing and you don't anticipate that amazingness to come to an end. But if, if as human beings, if we have anything in common, um, I think it's that we have short term memories, right? And all of us are the same <laughs> way. We forget that, Hey, life happens, life goes in cycles and you know, what goes up always comes down. And so for, for us, you know, sometimes when we talk about our message, people falls on deaf ears when the market's riding high, but absolutely these last couple of weeks, you know, I mean, the thing I hear about most, the thing I've all from the, you know, since I've been in business, the number one thing I hear is why didn't I do this 20 years ago? And I'm hearing that now more than ever. Why didn't I do this last year or the year before when I talked to you? So from the inner circle to, 
you know, I'm, I'm going on live with some dental communities here in a little bit. I mean, lots of people are, are definitely scrambling right now, trying to prepare in a time that it's really hard to be prepared in the moments. There's no doubt. One thing that I've noticed, Ryan, is um, I serve a lot of small companies. So most of the people that listen to anything I say or would really care, um, they have businesses that do well under a million dollars a year. Um, I'd say the lion's share of them probably do between three and 500,000 or something yeah. like that. Yep. So they're not, they're not like wealthy, but they're trying to build and automate and systemize a business. They don't have tremendous resources and, and their businesses are just getting hammered by this. Okay. Now, what advice would you have for someone <laughs> either from a mental state or a practical tactical thing? Like what are they supposed to do? The, the yeah. money's not coming in. They can't market the same way that they could have, um, what do you do? How do they, how do they survive without, you know, just crying and curling into the fetal position? Oh man, I tell you what, and that's, that's the thing right there. I think, you know, the, the coronavirus, no doubt is going to have um, a, a fatality toll on America. Right. And I don't think, I think the fatality toll will be there. I don't think it's going to be crazy. Like, you know, some of the news, you know, sites tell us that it might be, maybe it will, I don't know. But I think the biggest impact that that is going to have on Americans, on people is a psychological impact. And, it's, I, I mean, I can see it in the people I'm talking to. It's injected a sense of fear that in many cases have just stagnated people and they don't know what to do. They're scared to do anything and it almost seems easier to curl up in a ball. But here's the number one piece of advice that I give myself. And um, I got it from a mentor of mine. And, you know, it's all based on perspective. Life is going to do what life is going to do. We can't change that, but we can look at it in one of two ways. Life is happening for us, right? Life is giving us the exact opportunities and experiences that we need to help us learn the lessons that are required in life. So life is happening for us. And if we look at it with that perspective, no doubt it's going to be difficult. No doubt it's going to be hard. It's meant to do that. It's meant to teach us lessons. And if we allow it to, we can learn the lessons necessary to progress and to advance and to build a sense of confidence and peace of mind as we go forward or life is happening to us, right? And we're a victim of life and we don't learn the lessons that life gives us and we're constantly chasing our tail. And when things come up, we feel victimized by them. The market, it's not my fault. So I need a tax break. I need a, you know, a relief. I need to, whatever it might be. And if life is happening to you, life will always happen to you. You will always be in a victimized role. You will always be chasing your tail. If life is happening for you, yeah, it's a punch to the gut and it's not always fun but you will constantly become stronger. You will become more capable of dealing with life as it comes and learning the lessons necessary to take advantage of the opportunities that are still there. They've just changed shape and form. Mm, mm, that's good. That's juicy. That's juicy. You know, uh, I think in the Bible, it says that it rains on the just and the unjust alike. Yeah. That's such a powerful thought, right? So like, uh, bad things happen to good people. Good things happen to bad people. It rains on everybody. The only thing we have control over is our perspective. I love what Myron Golden says. He says, the struggle is not real. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, if you think it's real, it's real. It it's not actually real. But if you believe it's real, then it's real. Yeah. Another quote I use a lot is, uh, pain is an excellent teacher. Yes. Right? Uh, like you can tell your kid not to touch the hot stove and they don't really get it until they touch the hot stove or you can tell people to financially prepare or to invest. And I'd love for you to expand on, on what you do, um, but they're not going to do it, but maybe now they will because pain yeah. is an excellent teacher. <laughs> I got some really great advice from my Peloton instructor yesterday. <laughs> oh, sweet. You got one of those things. 
oh man, they're the best. And right now it's, it's awesome. But yeah, I'm riding my Peloton bike and you know, the instructor's yelling at me, Hey, this isn't torture. This is practice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, all right, that makes sense. I'll keep pedaling. Dang it. Yeah. Why do people think that they can level up in any area of their life without pain? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not possible. Like everything. It defies all the laws of nature. Right. And we all intuitively know that. And I think the natural man, like our, our internal ego, it's, that's what it's designed to do. It's designed to avoid pain. Right. So we have to fight that mental battle every time we face pain, but the more comfortable you get with the pain, the more you realize that the pain gives you a lesson. Mm, It makes you strong. It increases capacity, right? Isn't that the whole game increasing your, your capacity to withdraw? Cause I, I can't remember when I said this last, but you can have two people going through the same scenario, <clears throat> but their capacities could be different, right? And for one person, it's like they don't even notice anything painful is happening because there's so, there's so much uh, scar tissue and like they're battle hardened. And the other person could be totally paralyzed by an identical scenario. Um, tell us a little bit about income, cash flow tactics, rise up, live free, what you do. And, you know, even though it might not help someone right this second, or maybe it will, uh, give us your whole philosophy on finance and money and everything that you do. Yeah, man, honestly, behind me, you can see it's the the tagline isn't, hey, we're the best investment guys in the world or our rate of return is better than your rate of return. It's none of that, right? Our tagline is rise up so that you can live free. And and cash flow tactics is based on one fundamental truth. No one will care more about the success of your financial plan than you. So inevitably it requires you to rise up and that is counterintuitive. And that's that, you know, most of the world tells you, Hey, you're not smart enough to handle your finances. Give it to someone else, cross your fingers, wait for the long run, all that kind of stuff. That's not what we do. And that's what's causing so much pain and and anxiety for most people today is they're sitting back, biting their fingernails, watching the roller coaster of the stock market. And they have a short-term memory because that happened, you know, a few years ago and it'll happen again. So for us, what we do, Josh, um, I really believe that what we do is financial empowerment, right? It's not, Hey, let's go invest money. It's not tax strategy. It's everything together. It's encompassed in a game plan. It's a principle based approach to becoming empowered with money. We teach the principles of making money, of keeping money, of turning that money into cash flow, and of living abundantly along the way. And that's our entire framework. Um, our framework they, is- They are very different skill sets, right? Making money is completely compartmentalized from like keeping money. <laughs> I, I mean, know that from my own life. I got really good at making money, but I wasn't that good at keeping all the money. Um, so from a tactical perspective, you have a lot of education that you yeah. do. But yeah. you have some like, total um, flip it upside down on its head views on traditional investment and financial planning that really, that's like your enemy. That's who you're throwing rocks at is this whole idea that you work hard to get up. What's that? Throwing boulders at them. I'm not throwing rocks. We're throwing boulders at them. We're we're kicking mountains over to them. Tell us about that. I mean, it is interesting that people work so insanely hard to get a chunk of money and then they just give it to a stranger and say, great, do it. Uh, that's, That's weird. So what's the difference with what you do? Well, so here's the first thing, right? So um, I believe that 97% of traditional financial advice, go to school, you know, get a job, have a business, put your money in some you know, IRA tax deferred account. 97% of that traditional financial advice is one of three things. It is dangerous, it is misleading, or it is outright wrong, 
right? And we have so much of our education focused around that, but just examine your feelings right now. Examine what is going on in your financial life right now. And I think one of the biggest lessons and opportunities that we have right now is to not avoid the pain, not to hide from the pain, because that causes anxiety, right? I mean, when people refuse to look at what's causing them distress, they build this up to be this big, scary monster in the back of their mind. But if you just look at it, you realize, yeah, it sucks, but it's not really that bad. Right. Even if you're going through some financial hardships right now, look at them. Yeah. Identify what they are, what's causing you pain and stress and then fix it. Right. And so when we say 97 percent is dangerous, misleading or wrong, it's because it will never get you what you want. You will never be in control. You will never be financially free. You will always be, you know, biting your fingernails, even if you, quote unquote, have enough money in a 401k or an IRA or whatever it is like you, you feel it. And inevitably, you're, you're always going to be living in a state of scarcity. So our goal isn't to help you do what everyone else is doing better, because if you think about it, I mean, this is the crazy part. Think about what the stock market is based on. It, its entire philosophy is based on an average return. <laughs> and the entire stock market, everyone that fits in that stock market bubble says, hey, I can do the average plus one. I can do the average plus two, right? It's, it's based on the average return. That's all it is. So if you want average results, if you want an average lifestyle, if you want to maybe retire when you're 70 and all of the average stuff that comes with that, then follow average advice because the best you can expect from that are average results. Our goal isn't to help you do average better. Our goal is to help you do the exact opposite. And that's what our company is built on. That's why we throw rocks. And that's why we know we will never be, you know, we're not going to be the most popular people in the room. And that's not what we're trying to be because we're telling you that everything you think you know about money is wrong. <laughs> mm -hmm. I've noticed that with like every category of life, people like you, people like the people in the inner circle, they do everything different. And it's not, it's like these little nuanced things, like the way that they acquire customers is different. That's like, there's something that the masses are doing this, but they do it like that. And the, the way that they write copy, the way that they build their business, the way that they take care of their family, the way, like every category, I don't know all the categories off the top of my head, but the way they manage money, everything, they're playing by these different set of rules like they have a different set of information and i that one of the reasons i want to have you on is it's like a secret superpower i mean yeah. some of the people that you're helping them with their finances and stuff are like insanely successful people and we don't have to like name names or anything but they're doing things different and i want to encourage everybody that follows what i do to like look for the nuance and and, and do things different you know most people are freaking out People like you are like running towards the storm. People like Tommy Mello, who I know you don't know, he's got a $50 million home service company. I talked to him this week and he was like so excited for everything. He's like, oh, this is excellent. There's so much opportunity out there, you know? And like everything is like the 2% of people are looking at it this way. 98% of people are looking at it that way. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to, for your audience as well, yeah, we work with some insanely successful people, but most of our people are our average everyday people, right? I mean, they're, they're the people that wake up, they go to work, they, they have a small business. They're, they're not insanely wealthy or insanely profitable. But you know what the crazy part is? We're all alike. For all of us, money is just a tool. It's not good or bad. It's just a tool to help us build and live a life that we love. And whether you have a lot of it and you don't know what to do with it and it's, you know, you know, it's, it's up in the air in the stock market, you're going to feel just as anxious about that. Or if you're just starting out, and you have a small business, you're going to feel just as anxious about that. So it's about looking at the facts of your situation, using a sound set of principles. And first and foremost, you know, you know, and this is maybe goes towards your community and some tactical advice right now, focus on your ability to make money. And, and the guy you just mentioned, 
one of the greatest things you can look at right now is there are opportunities. Most of the world is running. Most of the world is hiding. Most of the world is burying their head in the sand. And when the world is doing that, there's always opportunities and dollars follow value. So focus on your ability to create and exchange value in the marketplace, even if that means you have to pivot and shift a little bit from your business. Once you've made money, this is what our number one focus is, is coming in on behind this and saying, look, it's not what you make, it's what you keep that makes the biggest difference. So one of the first things that we talk about, especially to business owners, is have a reserve, right? Have a reserve, understand what your SGNA is and have a reserve for three to six months. And if you don't have that reserve, guess what? You're feeling the pain right now. Learn the lesson from the pain. And then on the personal side, do the same thing. Have money set aside for a rainy day. We call it a sleep well at night account because that's what it does. It's not invested. The investment that you get from a, from a reserve isn't a return on your investment. It's a return on your attention. Mm -hmm. Then once you've built a foundation, then you have permission to go out and create cash flow and, and invest to become financially free, which is a whole separate set of discussion. But I think what oh, more man. people that... need to hear is a foundation. Dude. It's a return on, what'd you say? A return on what you focus on? A return, return on your, on your attention. Your return attention. on your attention. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so good. I, I tell small business owners to make their business decisions as if they have a million dollars in the bank, even though they don't. The reason I say that is you're totally right. Like we think more clearly when we're okay. Like, are you familiar with like Maslow's hierarchy of needs and all that, right? Love Maslow. Like the first layer is like security, I think, right? So when you have absolutely no runway personally at all, um, you don't feel secure. Everything else is, is in paralyzed freak out anxiety mode. You can't even think clearly to make clear headed business decisions. Uh, I think that's huge. And then the other thing you said a few minutes ago was the big scary monster. A lot of the people that are freaking out, if they really like did like a cash flow analysis or they, a 60-day forecast to look at you know, all the bad stuff that's going to happen, it's not that bad. It's, it's, it feels like Mount Everest, yep. but it might be like, okay, we're going to be down. We're going to be $15,000 in the hole. Maybe, maybe that's the big scary monster for someone, right? Or we're going to have to go into debt for 15 grand. When you quantify the big scary monster, it's not that scary. Not that bad. Right? Yeah, it's not that bad. And you realize you're capable of so much more than you give yourself credit for. And I think just looking at that big scary monster and identifying the facts Man, that alleviates the anxiety and that allows you to show up to that problem with a producer mindset instead of a scarcity mindset. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we went through this whole exercise in our community just yesterday, and I'd be more than happy to share this with you. We went through a checklist inside of your business of what to look at, like what to look for, cut all discretionary spending, just cut it, right? Look at the facts. What is discretionary spending? Cut it, get down to the bare bones, you know, and you should probably look at people, systems that you need to have, but cut all discretionary spending. And then after that, you know, then go to your personal life and do the same thing. My wife and I sat down just yesterday. In fact, I've got Lauren over here in my office, my, my assistant here, and she's helping me cut some discretionary spending in our personal life right now. Because, you know, when times are great, may, yeah, maybe I have a massage, um, you know, a personal massage, uh, what is it, like membership. I don't need yeah. that right now, right? I've got a foam roller. Foam roller is a lot cheaper than a personal massage membership. <laughs> so, you know, like cut discretionary spending, go back and analyze your reserves, learn the lessons that life is giving you right now. Because if, if there's anything that we can gain from this is how fast things can change. Like, I mean, everything changed in a, in a snap of the finger. Yeah. And that's what caught so many people unprepared. They weren't slowly led up to this, this catastrophe. It was just overnight. All of a sudden things are shutting down and business is closing. The largest unemployment in the history of America 
filed just today. I mean, so it's crazy. So learn the lesson. So when the next time comes, you can approach that being prepared. If you are prepared, then look for the opportunities. If you're not prepared, then the opportunity is to figure out what, what you weren't prepared with and fix it. Next time I'll have more toilet paper when I get to this type of situation. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I want to ask you about community. Um, you have a powerful community. You're also part of, you know, a bunch of awesome groups. That's how we met. How important is it for people to lean into the right community? Obviously, you're like going to say, yeah, of course it's important, Josh, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, really, honestly, from your heart, how big of a difference does it make when you're around people that are thinking like you're thinking? Totally. Yeah. So here's what we tell people. Your best three investments. People ask us all the time, hey, what's my best investment? And we always turn it right back on them and people get frustrated with us. But it really is if you take it, uh, take it to heart. Your best investment is investing in your mindset. Number one your mindset, having the ability to see, to, to think thoughts, to have a vision, everything that that's created physically is first created mentally, right? So invest in your mindset. And that's a constant everyday investment. Then invest in your skill set, being able to translate those mindsets into transactable, tangible skill sets. But your third and best investment is your network. Mm. And here's the reality, man. And I'll just use a personal example. You know, inside of what we do in Cashflow Tactics, the financial strategy that we deploy is, like I told you earlier, it's not just doing what everyone else is doing better. It's the exact opposite. And for me, when I first started learning about the strategy and deploying it in my own life, guess what, man? I was by myself. And I got my knowledge from books and podcasts and things like that. And for every step forward I took, I took two steps back. And it was primarily because I had a lack of confidence in myself. I didn't know what to do. And I had this lack of confidence and I was constantly second guessing myself. But I'll never forget when I, for the very first time I got out of my own way and I joined my first little mastermind. That's where I met my current business partner, you know, 10 years later. Um, but that very first mastermind that I got in, I gained a sense of confidence. And it wasn't the confidence that I got from books and podcasts and things like that. The confidence that came was by was seeing the results of other people. I realized for the first time, if they can do it, I can do it. Mm. All I have to do is fall in line, follow the steps, follow the proven path. And if they can do it, I can do it. And if yes. you look at the people you hang out around with, if those people are scarcity minded people, if they're, you know, the life is happening for, uh, uh, to them and not for them, then guess what? You're going to naturally gravitate to having that type of mindset. If, however, the people that you're hanging around with are producers, are productive, are, are solution oriented, then, oh my gosh. It makes such a difference. You I think it's also when you hang out with high achievers in real life or, or if it's a Facebook group or whatever, but you, when you start to realize that they're just completely normal people, if they don't have superpowers yeah. like Russell Brunson or anybody, they're just a person, Yeah. but they do certain things different. They think about certain things different, but I think it D like mystifies or what's let's like, like instead of putting someone on a magical superpower pedestal, it does the opposite. We're like, wait a second. Totally. And so you can borrow belief. I did a video two days ago talking about how you have to believe that uh, what you want out of life is possible to have any chance to get it. But you can't just believe it's possible. You have to believe it's possible for you. For you, yes. So right? Because people believe anybody can do it except them. But the way to do that, like a hack, is to be around people, realize they're just people. They're totally imperfect. They might have annoying characteristics. They might, you know, they have weird personality quirks, but they're getting this huge result and you're not, but they're just a person and you're just a person. And you start to do the, the, do, 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 the math and you're like, wait a second, I can actually do this. Like, this isn't, 
impossible I'm, at I'm all. To build that into a spreadsheet. The do, 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 do. <laughs> you know those memes where it's like the memes with like the the equations and algorithms and yeah. the geometry, and they're like do, 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 do. Yeah, that I. You can borrow other people's certainty, I believe, temporarily. If you don't have it, if you're around the right people, you can borrow other people's belief, confidence. I always tell people when I public speak, I'm like, if you ain't got enough belief right now, reach out, reach out to me. I got some extra in my pocket. I got plenty of belief for everybody. And I just start throwing it around the room like a total cheese ball. Uh, but, dude, uh, it's so powerful. <laughs> I mean, Josh, that's really what it is. And here's another thing about, about embracing a community. Um, and this is kind of our, this is really my secret vision behind Cashflow Tactics. When we talk about living free, our goal is to empower people with money to become financially free in 10 years or less. Now, most people think of the world of finance as retirement, right? They suffer, they grind, they do what's necessary. And then one day, very dangerous word, but one day when they have enough money, then they'll figure their life out. Our goal isn't to retire anyone. Our goal is to uh, empower people to live a purpose-driven life. And when you're around people that have embraced who they are, they don't go wide, they go deep, right? They figure out what their skills, their talents, and their abilities are, and they go deep and they become experts in that area. And so they become so good at solving specific problems. And the interesting part about that, they love solving those specific problems. Like Russell loves funnels, loves funnels. I don't know why he loves funnels. I don't love funnels. I love the outcome of a funnel, but Russell loves funnels. I love empowering people with money. And guess what? When we get together, Russell can be the expert of funnels. I can be the expert of, of helping people keep their money and turn it into financial freedom. And because we're both living purpose-driven lives, we solve problems for other people that no one else can solve. Mm -hmm. If your community, if your people, if your followers, if the entire world embraced that idea that they have something unique to them and went deep on that, that would be A, get them more fulfillment because we all feel fulfilled when we're living in our unique, you know, power and helping other people B they would make more money because dollars follow value and see the world would be a better place rather than relying mm. on politicians and the governments and all this stuff to solve our problems for us. The solution to the problems are right inside of each one of us. If we would just allow ourselves and give ourselves permission to be purpose driven. Whew, dude, that is, there's so much gold in there. Uh, there's a reason that brain surgeons make more than a general practitioner, right? Like specialization, like going totally. deep, like you said, um, I don't even know where to go with that. It was so epic. I just want to start slow clapping right now. Um, <laughs> but that's why I like hanging out with you. I mean, you guys have gone so deep on, on embracing this. Like, I don't know anyone out there teaching and talking about what you guys are talking about. And that's why I love hanging out with you because you bring solutions. You bring value to me that I just don't have, right? You solve problems for me and vice versa because I live in my unique genius. I get to solve problems for you. And the world, our world, when we collide is always a better place because of it. And man, that, that's, I was, that's what I love about this. I love it too. I'm so passionate about all this. I, I really am certain this is, there's going to be so much opportunity on the other side of this and there'd be winners and losers. Don't get me wrong, but it's going to explode. We're going to bounce back. It's going to be good. I just believe it. I can't not believe it. I'm, I just, I see it and I'm excited for it, but I also, my heart's breaking for people who are panicking and, and, and the reality that they don't have, you know, cash right this second, right? But uh, I love what you said about your top three investments are mindset, skill set, and network. I think that's a huge encouragement to, to people and a reminder for people. A um, couple other interesting things. Um, I heard Nicholas Barely say the other day that divorce rates are going up in China after the coronavirus <laughs> and that a lot of divorce attorneys are anticipating the same thing happening all over the world. 
because uh, husbands and wives are actually forced to hang out together all day, which is a crazy concept. <laughs> <That is laughs> Talk that about the Lee family. You're huge into family systems, family branding. Like you're, you do some epic stuff. You were a member of our seven figure families interview series that we did, which is awesome. We have donated thousands of dollars to orphanages because of that. So thank you. Um, talk about that. What do you think? I mean, these people are stuck home together. Their kids are crying. No one's in school. Yeah. What are your Man, thoughts? Honestly, I, I, I think this is, I think this is one of the biggest opportunities ever. This is a reset button. Like the world is giving us, the coronavirus is giving the human race collectively across the board. It doesn't matter if we live in China or the US or anywhere else. It's giving us a reset button back to the fundamentals of what life is really all about. Caring about and, and being focused on your health and being focused on the family inside of the four walls of your home. I mean, we are mandated. And for many people, that might be like torture to be mandated to be in your own home. But again, what, what does that say about the life that you're building? right? I mean, that is where the most joy, the most fulfillment, the most foundation should be. It's not a house, it's a home, if you make it a home. And so for, for us, for our family, I mean, not a lot has changed in our, in our routines. Now, I think one of the biggest things that we're doing is we're, we're taking, like, we've got a schedule for the day. So every day my wife posts a schedule of what the kids are going to do, you know, when they do homework, when they do reading and all that kind of stuff. But one of the biggest things we get out and we're exercising together. We're running, we're moving, we're riding our bikes, we're sweating out some of this stress. For anyone listening, for anyone listening that's struggling with anxiety, go get outside, get moving. It's, it, get your breath, get your lungs pumping. Every breath you take, acknowledge that breath. Exhale is a celebration of your life and just get your lungs moving. Um, but man, what better opportunity to reconnect with your spouse, mm. to have some of the difficult conversations together, to be the solution together, to connect with your kids and extract the lessons. Talk about the fears, like be open, be vulnerable, man. I mean, we, we've had conversations around what we're scared about with this coronavirus and then what we're doing as a solution to it. But man, what a better opportunity to sit down, have a dinner together and actually just talk. My wife and I last night were watching a video and it was so stupid. It was, you know, a lady giving like families that were playing pranks on their kids. They would give a roll of toilet paper to their kids. And then it had like a little piece of chocolate pudding on it. And the kids would think it was poop. And oh my gosh, <laughs> my wife laughed so hard. So laughter is one of the best medicines. Don't be consumed with this anxiety. Move around, get your lungs breathing, laugh together, rebuild that foundation. Because I promise you, if you go back out to the world, when the world opens up and it will, it's going to open back up, right? When it opens back up with a strong family, instead of a crumbled family, you go back out to the world with power instead of dragging this, this weight along with you. Yeah. I, I almost wonder, cause with honor and fire, Ashley and I are super committed and excited. We're having a lot of fun and we're moving kind of slow with, you know, creating products and building our frameworks and really thinking through but we've, we've looked at this as like, we're going to spend five years and figure out how to get results to entrepreneurial families. But it's been really interesting. And one of the things that's interesting is uh, someone like you, who is already living this life of family systems and being intentional, you've been doing that for a really long time. There's more resistance to it than I thought there would be. And not like overt resistance where like, no, that's dumb. Like no one says that, but they don't move forward on it. They don't take action on it. Yeah. And I don't know if it's shame based or if, if, if it's maybe 
hard to think of something aspirational right now during a crisis where it's like, oh, have an epic systemized family. And they're like, I, I can't deal with that right now. I don't know if it's because they feel like they need to achieve some level of financial success first to then, then they circle back to the family, which is one of the big lies that men believe specifically. Like, like no, 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 like they'll be fine. I got to grind and then I'll circle back. I don't know what it is and not that you do either, but what are your thoughts on that? Man, I, I agree with that 100%. I think, I think there's two things with that. Um, it, just like anything in life, what you care about, what you, what you truly value in life, it requires work. It requires work, right? You can't just step into your family and expect an amazing family unless you put in work daily to get it and to build it. That's number one. So be comfortable and embrace the pain, embrace the, how uncomfortable it is, and just do the work. And the biggest thing, the biggest thing for my wife and I is progress over perfection. Like when we talk about family systems and we talk about the ideal family, that doesn't exist. <laughs> Nowhere. It doesn't exist in your family. I, I mean, you guys are probably pretty close to it. It definitely doesn't exist in my family. For all of the fun things that we do, my wife and I just have to constantly be okay with just taking action, knowing that it's not perfect. Like take action and you just kind of adapt as you go. Your kids don't expect perfection. They just expect no. Time expect you know you being there intentional i so, tell people messy will do just fine totally dinners like <laughs> those aren't ever perfect like it's not this well-groomed dinner but the conversations that come from these imperfect actions are perfect they're exactly what they need to be so just take imperfect action whether i mean it doesn't have to be hard sit down and play a game right pull out a game sit down and watch a movie together sit down and have a conversation together i mean my wife and i we went on this this uh date you know this date extravaganza last year and you know we went to a different restaurant every single saturday and i downloaded a list of 50 questions and that was our date night i downloaded it, it was that easy 50 questions to ask on a date i had made some adaptions to it but it was that easy we went to a different restaurant and i downloaded a resource that was already out there someone else had put the thought into it so Whatever it is, don't expect it to be perfect. Don't wait for it to be perfect because if you wait for it to be perfect, you'll miss the opportunity that's right in front of you. Just take imperfect action. You know, I almost wonder <clears throat> if um, a smaller percentage of men specifically actually really do care about their family than what I originally thought. And that sounds really negative, but I'm wondering if really, because you know, have you ever heard someone say that you can, um, if you examine someone's checkbook, I don't know anybody that keeps yeah. an actual checkbook like that anymore, <laughs> but what they really care about. Right. Exactly. Like yeah. if, if you can't during a situation like this, like make an investment, try something new, be intentional. I'm going to about to start actually formally coaching my kids too. It's a new system we're going to do. So I have special days each week with them, you know, Maverick Monday, Tucker Tuesday, but now that they're getting older, I'm going to take like a portion of that and formally coach them just like I do to businesses. I was talking to my wife about, you know, I've talked to all these companies and we're like holding them accountable. We're setting weekly targets. We're following up. I'm going to do that with my kids. But I guess what I'm saying is if they won't do it right now and there's no excuse not to, because we have time, everything shut down, then I guess they just don't want that. And that crushes my heart a little bit because it's terrible for the kids, for everything. Am I just looking at that pessimistically or is there something else? I don't, I don't know. I mean, you, you definitely are more plugged into that, that world than I am. You know, here's, I'm going to go back to what we talked about in the very beginning. Um, I believe the world is conspiring against all of us. And it's on this. Remember, I told you about the return on attention. Yeah. Your most valuable resource is your attention. And right now, 
the easy thing to do and, and, and always the easy thing to do is to deviate and divert your attention to what's easy, what's right in front of you to scroll on Facebook or whatever, watch Netflix, watch TV, you know, your attention. That's, that's, that's what, why the world is conspiring against us, right? Whether it's deviance, malicious or not, your attention is so, so, so important. And if you just do what's natural and what's easy, what has now become habitual for most people, you're going to allow your attention to go where it brings no value to you, right? And you'll keep telling yourself, I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do it one day. And before you wake up, before you know it, you wake up and everything that you really cared about is lost and gone, mm. right? So take a moment and examine what you really care about. Ask yourself, what do you want? And why does that thing that you want matter? And then the biggest question that you have to ask yourself is who do you have to become? Because the only thing that's standing in the way of what you want and where you're at today is you. No one's going to come in and save you. No one's going to come in and do it for you. Josh will give you the frameworks and the, the, the uh, major leg up inside of getting connected with your family. But if you really want to be connected with your family, then become the father, become the mother, become the, the, the parents. That takes the time to do it. As imperfect as it is, it's uncomfortable. It's hard. But that's what, that's what life is about. Mm, dude, this is a perfect uh, ending point for this. I'll just let you have the last word with that. That was epic. And uh, I do want to spend an extra 10, 10 or 15 minutes with you. And <laughs> I actually wanted to talk about this concept of be, do, have. I know Myron talks about it and I've been yeah. trying to develop yeah. this. And I have some philosophies on this concept of the framework of who do you have to become? What do you have to do to automatically get the result like as a natural byproduct? We can talk about that um, for the Honor and Fire group privately after this for a few minutes. But I just want to thank you for hanging out, for being a friend and uh, give you a virtual high five. There you go. Um, and a noogie, yeah, a noogie yeah, and yeah. a fist bump. Oh, <laughs> and a chest <awesome>. bump. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ryan, so much, my brother. Thank you, Josh. And hey, for your community, just, uh, man, uh, please, please, please don't lose hope. Like you're, you are the engine of the American economy. Don't lose hope. Learn the lessons. Be prepared to capitalize on the opportunities that are inevitable. This is a short-term thing and this too will pass. And before I forget, how do people learn more about what you do in the specifics? I know we didn't have time to get into all of it. Where should they go? Yeah, you know what? Um, we have a free Facebook group where we'd run a five-day financial freedom challenge, uh, Cashflow Tactics, uh, or you can just go download a brand new release podcast, Rise Up Live Free podcast. Ooh, that's right. Woo, woo. I gave you a review on that, by the way. Boom. Hey, appreciate it, Josh. <laughs> Take care, Ryan. Talk to you soon. If you're ready to go even deeper, go to Facebook and search for The Growth Vault. It's a free community with thousands of other business owners just like you. I'll see you next time on The Growth Vault.